The Get It Up podcast is brought to you by Vault Health. Guys, you may not see a doctor very often for all the reasons we know. Time off work, the endless waiting room, the unfulfilling answer from the doctor when you tell him about your one problem. There's another way, Vault Health. Go to vaulthealth.com and find a men's health expert to help you address the things you care about most. Feeling like you're failing in the bedroom, boardroom, and the gym? Are you tired? Is your sex drive gone? Are your muscles hidden by fat you just can't lose? Vault Health is the answer. Visit vaulthealth.com, that's V-A-U-L-T health.com, where you can talk to the doctors who are the experts that know how guys work. Vault Health is specialized healthcare for men and their manhood. Visit vaulthealth.com. That's vaulthealth.com. Please leave your message. Hey, guys. Uh, I was just calling to see what you guys think about uh, these meditation apps that you see around now. You know, if they're good or they bullshit. Um, I've been hearing about Headspace. And I checked out this app called Calm, and that was pretty cool. But um, I know I had a, I had I was noticing how tight my muscles and my neck and my shoulders were all the time, and it kind of felt good to relax them with this uh, app Calm. So anyway, I was wondering if any of these apps would help me feel less stressed or fall asleep easier or anything like that. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Thanks. This is Get It Up with your hosts. I'm Dr. Miles Spar, men's health expert. I'm Dr. Alex Pastashak, and I'm a dick doc. I'm Jason. I know what you know, nothing about men's health. I'm going to get the answers. I have no idea if I sleep. That's going to sound stupid, but I ended up getting this, uh, this ring, this uh, aura ring, which is pretty clever. It's like wearing a Fitbit on your ring. Anyway, so what I figured out is that my REM sleep, I'm not sure which one is REM and which one is deep or what the difference between the two. You can tell REM me. REM is like dreaming. REM is dreaming and yeah. deep is... Is deep. That's, <laughs> deep is deep. REM, REM helps rest your I love when a creative doctor has to tell mind me. and deep rests your body. You could look at it that way. All right. Well, I'm definitely 16% more creative because last night I got deep sleep. 16% of my sleep was deep and then 36% was REM. How much time total? Oh, does that matter? Yeah, that's more... To me, that's what I look at. Okay. I got six hours and 11 minutes. No, how many hours of REM? How many? Oh, how many hours of REM? REM, I got two hours and 13 minutes. Damn. Jesus. That's awesome. Which one is REM again for me? That's my... That's like your creative brain dream state. I knew it because I am creative. Later part of the night. <laughs> oh my God. And then deep, I got an hour and a minute. That's not bad. It's not bad. But total sleep, but I got... Reming. I got six hours. I love being REMed. <laughs> this is not where I was going with that. But let me ask you a question. If I have REM or deep uh, at, at a level that's like a quarter of my sleep, this is good? How, how do you know how much sleep you're supposed no, to have? No, the total combined should be more than a quarter. If each of them is about a quarter, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's good, yeah. I don't know. I like to think that I sleep. I like sleep, but I don't, I'm not a big sleeper. So I try to go to bed by midnight. Really, I'd like to be in bed by 11, but that never happens. And then I, I am an early guy. I like to be up by 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of guys think that they don't need more than like six hours of sleep and that they can be fully functional when, in fact, 
about 95% of guys need between seven and hours of sleep, just like everybody else. And it's very small percentage that actually don't have some bad side effects over time of getting less than seven hours of sleep night after night after night. There are two main ways that that really manifests in the body. One is it's really bad for your brain to not get enough sleep on a regular basis. It literally kills nerve cells. And number two, it lowers testosterone. Like literally when you don't get enough sleep, you're not well rested, the body ends up being stressed and making more cortisol because that's what gives you energy to keep you awake because it, you're not rested. So it needs to to create energy. You start craving carbs, you start eating sugar, you start increasing cortisol. That's me, by the way. Yeah, well, so, you know. But cortisol st- is, wait, cortisol is energy? Cor- well, cortisol gives you stress. energy. Cortisol is stressful energy. Yeah, it's your it's your fight or flight hormone, your stress hormone that comes from your adrenal gland. And so cortisol is bad. If, well, well, it's great if you're under attack. It's <laughs> awesome. We've talked about the saber-toothed tiger yes, in the it's, past. It's great in short bursts when you need to run or, or fight, but it's really toxic if it's always high. It's prednisone. You know, you ever seen people taking prednisone, which is an immune suppressant, because they have some autoimmune disease. It's like a steroid. Right. And it's very similar. And when you take prednisone all the time, you see these people, they get, unfortunately, very blown up, and they gain weight, and they're feeling tired, and they have higher risk of diabetes, and bone loss, and all sorts of side effects. Cortisol is the same chemical, basically. So cortisol, it, it mobilizes resources, so you can respond to right. stress, right? right? But prolonged, just like Dr. Spar said, prolonged cortisol release is detrimental. And and cortisol can lower testosterone too, yeah. right? And cortisol makes you not sleep as well right. too. Exactly. It's like a vicious cycle. But let's step, all right. So sleep, for example, the other, the other issue is let's look at, like you mentioned, that's one of your issues. And then you talk about having a hard time losing weight. Well, it's very directly correlated. Number one, every study shows that if you're not getting enough sleep, you're going to put on weight. And part of that, if you kind of think about it, if you're not rested, then your body's going to crave carbs for energy because it needs energy from somewhere. So there's even a book called The Sleep Diet. And I don't know how they wrote for like 200 pages on basically <laughs> what is one sentence. And that is, if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to eat more. Period. And if story, you get more sleep, stop. you can eat less and you will lose weight. Well, the, the, so this is the whole question that I guess I ask myself all the time is, is that if I, if I naturally wake up at a certain time, like I go to sleep and I naturally wake up at a certain time, isn't that enough? It depends on... I can't make myself sleep more. I I just can't sleep more. Well, so that's where it speaks to sleep hygiene. Sometimes you're getting up early or not falling asleep because of habits and because of ways you've trained your brain that aren't healthy. So the biggest ways we've trained our brains that aren't healthy that make us get less sleep than we should is by looking at screens at bedtime and looking at stimulating material on our screens at bedtime. So I work with NBA athletes, right? And a lot of their issue is sleep because there are studies correlating the amount of sleep with shooting accuracy. And in, there are in, in, by looking at their screens at night yes, before they, they go to bed. They did a study showing looking at their screens and doing social media at night was correlated with lower shooting accuracy. Seriously? Yes. And it's in two ways. Number one, the screen itself, unless it's like a Kindle, which doesn't have the blue light there, those Kindles that are like looking at a book, but all the other screens have like a blue light emanating from them. And blue light tells the brain it's daytime. At night, we should be having more red light. Blue light literally turns off melatonin and tells the brain it's time to be awake. And when you get that blue light, especially in a pulsating manner that we get from these screens, that literally is stimulating to the brain. And then if you're reading content that's stimulating, either in a good way or a bad way, social media, you know, releases all your dopamine and gets you kind of 
interested and excited, but that's excitatory and it's not letting your brain get into rest mode. So those habits are going to make it harder for you to get into deep sleep, which you should be having early in the night and to fall asleep. So yeah, naturally you're not going to have as much sleep and you think it's natural, but it's because of those habits that you've it's been It's the engaging. anti-sleep. So I did find that setting on my iPhone that lets me turn off the blue light at a certain time. So like at 10 o'clock. It decreases it. It's decreasing it. But, but the point still remains that the excited, the excited nature of looking at emails or responding right. or keeping my brain active is exactly the worst part of the hygiene right. that you're telling me is causing me problems. Because right. I do that. I literally, right before I go to bed, and also right when I wake up, it's like almost the first thing I reach for. It's yeah. kind of sick. I think about that too, a lot. It is. It's not healthy. It's not. And then subconsciously, you're getting up earlier because there's part of your brain that's like, I need to check my email. So you think you're naturally getting up early, but it's not really natural. It's conditioned behavior that isn't healthy. I was sleeping next to my phone. Uh, dangerous too? Is that On a million levels. So how much before you go to sleep? So what what how what would you recommend for for guys to sort of optimize their sleep hygiene? Like how long before you go to bed do you want to put the phone or the iPad right. down and not look at it again? Great question. So three things I I usually recommend. Number 1 is an hour before bedtime eliminate screens. Tell your body and ideally you can even if you really want to geek out, you can get some of those blue light filter glasses to filter all the blue light around, like you see like Dave Asprey and some of these guys wearing. But you don't as long as you just like at least put the screen away. And if you want to read, which is a great thing to do to relax before bedtime, get an actual book or buy one of those Kindle What's devices. A book? I know. It's like in print. <laughs> Did you just write one? Right. So that's one. That's number one. Number two is cover up the other lights in your bedroom. So you get all these lights emanating from your DVR and from clocks and all that. That stuff is not good. So cover those up. Number three, get used to keeping the bed for sex and sleep. Don't make the bed a place where you hang out, where you do your work, where you do your email, because again, then you're conditioning the body and the brain to feel like this isn't necessarily for sleeping or sex. This is just kind of where I do everything. If you make the bed sleep or sex only, then when you get into bed and have your ritual and shut off the screen an hour before bed, your brain starts to kick in the melatonin automatically. It knows, okay, it's bedtime. It's starting to calm down and relax and you will fall asleep. Do you have a TV in your bedroom? Uh, I do, but you know, I never, I mean, who watches TV anymore? We all watch our screens, but it's a screen. It's a, the rules same are the thing, same. Same thing. Yes. So it's, it's bad. So Absolutely. people that fall asleep in front of the TV, bad. I personally can't, I cannot stand having noise when I go to sleep. It yeah. drives me crazy. Yeah. The quality of your sleep will suffer it for does. sure. Yeah. Yes. So it's the same screen. All right. So how, how many hours, what's the right number of hours for sleep? Seven to nine. Generally. It's not going to happen. I don't know how that would require me to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Basically, ten, maybe, maybe like, maybe eleven, but basically ten o'clock. Yeah, because I like to be up at five. So that's perfect. You will be more productive. You think you need more time to do stuff. You actually will get more done in fewer hours if you train yourself to start going to bed earlier. Uh, all right. So and you'll be nicer. <laughs> you think that's going to change that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. So this caller that calls about the the meditation apps. So he's, you know, this whole question of how you can chill yourself out during your wake hours, your woke hours, your awaken at woke. It's a different thing. It's yeah. never, <laughs> apparently, I'm not woke. <laughs> is there is there a play when you're awake during the day? Our producer is laughing at you right now. But <laughs> I just anyway. make myself my normal idiocy. Um, when you are awake during the day and you have these moments where you can go and meditate, I like his question. You know, is it bullshit? 
<laughs> you know, are can these we bullshit? say that? Can these apps be bullshit? All right, we can say that. No, you know what? It's funny. So there's this guy, Dan Harris. So many of you might have heard of. He was an ABC News correspondent, really into like an adrenaline junkie. He would go out and check out war zones and was into all this high pressure, high intensity journalism. For he did on Nightline, he's on Good Morning America. He has a panic attack on air doing some fluff piece on Good Morning America. And he was like, what the hell? Like, this was just some stupid piece that I just froze up and I could feel sweating and like a, like a panic attack, you feel like you feel like you're having a heart attack, but it's all from stress. So he went and researched it as an investigative journalist would. And what is this? What happened to me? And how do I make sure this never happens again? And started finding out about mindfulness and thought like this caller, oh, this is bullshit. What is this sitting and meditating? How is that going to help me actually be a better person? And found there's actual scientific credibility to studies showing you can elicit the response that's the opposite of the stress response. Herbert Benson from Harvard coined it the relaxation response. And it's a physiologic response when you do something like mindfulness meditation, you actually lower cortisol. You increase what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, the part of the nervous system that's about calming, maintenance, immune function, gastro function of your GI tract, all the things that don't need to happen when you're in fight or flight mode, but need to happen to keep you healthy. And things like these apps actually help that. Just he, by sitting there and listening to music, he, he was better? Well, he did. And he started his own app called 10% Happier based on his book. And he called it 10% Happier because he was doing this form of meditation. And the, the, the form of meditation that we're calling mindfulness is really easy to do. And yes, it is just doing that, just doing it even 10 minutes a day. And it's not about trying to stop your thoughts because that can be crazy making to try and stop your thoughts because then all that's you're like thinking about is yeah. how you're not stopping your thoughts. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh my God. <laughs> you know right. me. <laughs> right. But instead you watch your thoughts and you realize I'm not my thoughts. Whatever it is watching the thoughts, that's what I am. I'm this bigger consciousness. So that means I can control my thoughts. My thoughts don't control me. And that's hugely empowering. Because then suddenly you go from being reactive all the time, like animals, to responsive. And you build in a break for a second. And when you start to react, you recognize what that feels like to just react and say, huh, oh my God, I don't need to scream at that person. I can just say, okay, next time you need me to do this, you're going to tell me ahead of time instead of telling me right before, instead of just screaming, there's no way I can get that done. You're training yourself to to be a little bit more human and a little less animal. I think I like that idea. That's how I... As you say that, that almost is what I think of the definition of stress. It's reaction versus Responsive. response. Yes. So response is something that's controlled. I've, I've made a Correct. conscious decision to do something, which means... You could still scream if you want to. Yeah, which I do a lot, especially cause, mostly because of kids. No one needs teenagers. I mean, I guess it's a good growing experience. That's how I look at it for myself. <laughs> Without teenagers, there wouldn't be any adults. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But anyway, I do definitely feel like this idea of some higher power of being able to look at myself and say, I can either be ultra reactive, which if I am, probably means there's something else that's stressing me out, or I can step back and take some more control and recognize that the stress is something that's temporary that I've created that probably isn't that big of a deal because I'm not really the one out solving Middle East peace. So nothing major is happening like that. But there is a way to be able to take control and respond appropriately. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's and these apps actually do. They are I'm not gonna say every one of these apps is scientifically proven, but the 
the science that these apps are based on is scientifically proven. And it doesn't take a ton of time and it doesn't take rocket science. And if you hate doing those apps, find something to do every day that elicits that relaxation response. It could be prayer if you're into that. It could be journaling. It could be listening to music, like you said. It could be listening to a voice. But but these are legit. So the answer to the caller is, yeah, check them out because they can actually help your quality of life, help your sleep. And let's talk about testosterone. Dr. Alex, tell us about how how his testosterone might be affected if he doesn't do something. Well, you know, the, the, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because, you know, you're sitting here telling me about sleep and, stre- and we're talking about stress and I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't get much sleep and I'm... I've had a pretty stressful life. I mean, you know, I'm a doctor. So are you, Dr. Spar? You know, and you know what that's like. Um, and, you know, and we know that cortisol levels can decrease testosterone and that can, you know, that can negatively impact you, right? And we've talked about what low testosterone manifests as, you know, tired, poor sex drive, et cetera, erectile problems and whatnot. And we've talked about how treating it can make you feel better, right? But this, this sort of makes me think about whether, and, and I'll just, fully disclose, like I, I'm on testosterone a little bit and I'm much better for it. But, um, you know, I do wonder like if I had better sleep hygiene and better stress control, you know, would I need that? And then the reason I think about that is I know that sleep and stress can lower testosterone levels, but in 90% of the guys that walk through our door with low testosterone, we can't tell them exactly what's causing it, you know, and, and we sort of have to hand wave a little bit, but, but we'll still treat it. I mean, you know, Dr. Spar, I'm curious to know from you, taking a step back from the discussion explicitly on sleep and stress, you know, what do we need to be thinking about as guys and women too, for that matter, to optimize our health using the types of interventions that you're talking about? Well, I think doing some of these things, and then there's also supplements you can take to help block the impact of cortisol. Um, because while we try and work on lowering it, we're still often very stressed all the time. So there are actually things you can take that are proven amongst different cultures. There are different herbs and supplements and amino acids that actually help boost relaxing pathways like in the what? brain. What can you take? Are there things you can take to yeah. actually, yeah. Um, I don't know how to say it. Maybe it's Protect, protect your the brain. brain. Yeah, absolutely. It's real. Yes, right. it absolutely is real. So there are things like ashwagandha is an Ayurvedic herb from Indian medicine that's really brain protective and protects the brain from the impact of cortisol. There's something called L-theanine, which is an amino acid. It's found in green tea. So, you know, green tea has caffeine, not as much as regular coffee, but has caffeine. And if you drank three cups of green tea, you'd have the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, but you wouldn't feel jittery like you do with coffee generally. And that's because of this compound called L-theanine that's in green tea. Because L-theanine is a little bit relaxing. It doesn't make you tired, but it boosts what's called GABA, which is a relaxing neurotransmitter. So that actually can counter the impact of cortisol on the brain. Um, there are other really cool supplements, something called Relora, which is from a magnolia bark that's proven to help minimize the impact of cortisol on the brain. So yeah, there are combinations of supplements of natural herbs, amino acids that you can take to help prevent cortisol from damaging your brain cells. Is, is taking this protectant also helping you sleep better or reducing stress? Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't reduce stress. It reduces the impact of stress on your brain so and your body. So the cause, the cause may not get better, right. but you got to work on that separately. Right. But if you want to put an insurance policy on your brain, we're talking yes. about this kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of us, especially in modern society have, you know, high pressure jobs, more than one job, you know, trying to make ends meet versus families. families. Yeah. That, that, that's not an insignificant source of stress. Um, you, you know, so what are, what are some things that we should be thinking about like that aren't difficult to implement? Like, you know, let's say, you know, 
I mean, do we need to set boundaries around when we work? Like, do we need to, you know, when, when we get home at seven or 8 PM, do we need to say, you know what, I'm going to consciously not, um, you know, reply to the 70 emails that I have still waiting in my inbox. 70, that'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) 300. Yeah. 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 Well, I think exercise is a big one, right? Uh I think, and for many guys, that's their stress release. And so doing exercise actually can help stimulate some of these same relaxing neurotransmitters. If you do it at an intensity that's high enough, interval training is really good because you go all out for short bursts of time. And that can really help to get the brain to be a little bit more protected. So exercise, number one. But do you do that at night or do you like, I mean, when do you do that? Because, because then there's the the whole kind of claim that if you work out too late at night, that you're going to be buzzing for an hour or two. Yeah. I think it's individual. You know, I really do. I think generally in the morning's better because yes, if you do it at night, it could be more more stimulating. Um, and there are a lot of benefits exercising in the morning anyway. And you're just going to change your whole set point if you exercise in the morning. For the day? For the day. <laughs> and exactly. you do. Don't you, don't yeah. you bike? And, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I you, exercise in the morning. Aggressively. the first thing too, I do you? almost every single day. Yeah. You know? Unless yeah. I go out the night before with Dr. Spar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was worth it. Um, and then diet, obviously. You know, if you're eating a ton of sugar, that's also going to mess up your blood sugar, mess up your cortisol. So that's something to watch for. But aside from those things, a lot of it's the habits that we talked about. So you you really need to look at your lifestyle and look at what what are you doing first thing in the morning? Really, is it the best thing first thing in the morning to grab that phone and be in reactive mode? Or is it better to be in proactive mode? Think about what you want your day to look like and maybe just sit for a minute and think about what do I want to do for the day or even better journal, what do I want to get done today? And then look at your emails. Because as soon as you pick up that phone, you're going into reactive mode and you're suddenly feeling threatened. You're feeling under attack. Your brain can't tell if it's an email that's annoying or a tiger attacking you. It's going to go into fight or flight mode and then you're screwed. Does the stress and sleep also impact things like dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all these horrible things that are happening to, to brains? Yeah, absolutely. Does it? Well, what we were talking about, cortisol being toxic to brains, absolutely increases risk for early cognitive decline. Um And actually cortisol increases blood sugar. And some people call Alzheimer's type three diabetes, because if your Mm -hmm. blood sugar is high, you actually have a higher risk of Alzheimer's. Yeah, absolutely. And so high stress increases your blood sugar levels. Because like I was saying, cortisol, prednisone are kind of the same. Those all raise blood sugar. And that, that actually makes it harder to clear plaque from your brain. And that's ultimately what Alzheimer's is or right. any form of exactly. dementia is plaque. Exactly. So what are these things that I can, so I can take, uh, where do I get these things? The supplements and what are the other things you're, you're, you're talking about taking? These are, these are things where you can, you can actually get there. So there are formulations of these natural supplements that combine together really help protect the brain. And so there are various companies that make good combinations that would might be called stress relief or brain protector. Or so something the stuff like that, that I would find wherever online or well, wherever it's like, yeah, I mean that's a whole nother. We got a, that's a whole nother podcast. All right, how so do we'll you have know? Because supplements, a lot of them are not good. You got to get really good quality ones. But we should have we should talk about that at some point. But there is a point where you're saying, look, get stress under control. Get it, the thing that you can control, though, is sleep, right? right? You do have, that's what you're saying. You yes. can make yourself think of sleep as vital as eating. Yes. It, and, it, it's and you no need less important. more sleep than you think. You think you're all macho and you can do five hours of sleep. That will affect you, your testosterone, like Dr. Alex, and your brain. Flat out. Flat out. Okay. And, uh, and in terms of stress... There, the anti cortisol. Like, what is there? Right. Something you can take? Is there? Is there? Is there a way to make cortisol go away? It's mostly behavior. No, it's you have to behavioral. train yourself to not 
be as reactive to life. Life is going to happen. Stress is going to happen. How do you not let it affect you physically as much? That just sounds like it's much easier than, in fact, it really it's, is. We live a, with a lot of stress. Just yeah. turning on the news on your, you know, here again at night, you know, you turn on that news just for like one last little bit of how did the day go? And boy, that just ruins everything. But I you know, know. The, the funny thing is that all of this is everything that you're described that we're talking about can be a habit, right? You know, I mean, even if you're talking about turning on the news at night, that's a habit. You know, the the fact that, you know, that we work 14 hours a day, that's a habit, right? We've gotten used to it. We It gives us a certain amount of reward. Picking up your phone in the morning is the first thing. That gives you a hit of dopamine. It, that's yeah. a habit. You know, how do you I break like that those feeling. habits? I like dopamine. I yeah. think it feels good. Well, well, it's, I, I, think, I think sleeping enough and having a great day as a result of it can also be habit forming. Yes, absolutely. Just something to think about. Yeah, just try try some. I would recommend listeners try one thing for five minutes every day that helps them feel more in control of their thoughts and not make it feel like their thoughts are always controlling them. I want to. I want to see. Let's see if we can if we can create some form of uh, meditation here. Let's see if this works. Feeling better already. episode of brain synchronization. Which promotes relaxation. All right, stop, stop, stop. I'm there are apps that are not that annoying. <laughs> Turn it off. I want to have some brain simulations. <laughs> no, there are many apps. This out is not there. the one I'm going to get no. phone with. No. Turn it off. There are apps that have a ton of. That's why I actually like Dan Harris's app, Tempers Unhappier. And there's one um, called Insight Timer. You can pick different voices that are way less annoying than that one. I'm just that checking. I wanted to see if that's what's going to help. Yeah, I'm no, immediately going to no, go meditate. Most, most guys, that isn't going to cut it. It's not. It's not going to be the thing that's going to make my. That makes me stressful. <laughs> uh, all right. So look, I want to take this away as two things. One, stress is bad. Yes. No sleep is worse, or is equally bad. I would say not managing stress is bad. We all have stress. You're not going to get rid life. of it. So not doing anything about it, not managing it in some way. Finding an outlet, exercise. It could be exercise. Talking to somebody. Yes, or one of these apps. Listening to one of these apps, not the one I was listening to. (laughs) Listening to that. Listening to to music. Yes. Did my dog make me happy? My dog is absolutely. That makes my dog. Pet your dog for ten minutes. I have two dogs. They make me. They make me happy. There you go. And if your kids can make you happy, they don't make me happy. (laughs) (laughs) I love them, but they don't make me happy all the time. They're seventeen. All right. It was great to talk to you guys about this. I actually am going to think about it. I do look at my ring. That is the one thing I do pick up in the morning right away. I like yeah. to see quickly on my app that, about my ring to tell me how much sleep i So you I've know got. if you should feel rested And or I know not. if I'm supposed to be rested and I know if I'm going to be creative or not. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah, when I look at mine, I just want to know how low I can go some nights. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes, I can function. At, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to another episode of Get It Up. We love to hear from you, our listeners. The best questions are the ones you've been thinking about but haven't asked. So call us, leave us a message. Maybe your question becomes the next episode. 917-267-7631. That's 917-267-7631. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services. No doctor-patient relationship is formed from listening to this podcast. The use of this information and the materials linked to in this podcast are at the user's own risk and are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.